to the Soulful Eclectic. I'm your host, Diana Collins. And if you are new, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. I do appreciate you so much. If you are coming back, I want to say welcome back. And I appreciate you for taking the time to come back and listen to um, the podcast. And hopefully something we say can bless you or someone that you care about. So please do share. So this episode is actually a part two of Nicole D'Agostino's um, testimony of her life, her survival of domestic violence. Uh, we're going to talk about counseling, seeking therapy, which again is taboo in the black community, but um, how she continues on this road of healing um, with not only herself, her children, and also her husband, her current husband of 17 years, finding love again. So with that, I lead us into part two of Nicole's voice. Yes. Nicole, when you decided to finally say something to your mother-in-law or his mother, your ex-mother-in-law, right? Yeah, I don't want I don't want I don't want to give you that claim. I don't want I was like I don't want to claim that for you anymore, but um when you went to her and you were saying what her son was doing to you and she said, "What did you do?" You were victimized all over again by someone else. Well, there was. I mean, even with my ex-father-in-law, he'd come, and I remember the calling the police, and I think I shared this with you, Ono, when we were uh, talking. Um, the police would come. I'm thinking, okay, great. They're going to arrest him. They're going to take him to jail, and that's going to be my time to break. As long as he's gone, I can get packed up, all of that. Because his father worked for the state. Literally, I kid you not, it seemed like three hours later, he was back. Like they drove him around the corner, had to talk with him, and then just bought him right back home. Never, no prosecuting, nothing. The state didn't take it out, nothing. So when I would voice, yes, I want to press charges. Yes, it's like it went out the window. So... Hmm. So, have you had counseling for you and the kids? I, I did. I did go to counseling. Um, my daughter went to counseling. My son, he went when he was probably about eight because he was having behavior. So I said, okay, let's let's you know figure out what was going going on. Um, and it was the absenteeism my ex not being around. So son needing that outlet to be able to express that. My daughter did, I went and I just found it again. It for me, it was very early on needing that acceptance, not having it from my father, not getting it from my stepdad, not getting the acceptance and the love that I was worthy of from my ex-husband. Mm -hmm. So, when you become codependent, that's a real thing, codependency. Yes. So when I get out there and now I'm 
in the mindset, okay, mm -hmm. I'm done, I'm not coming back, I have to survive by any means necessary. Mm -hmm. That independence, <laughs> it got in me. And I said, I found my worth. Like, I know what I'm worthy of. I know what I'm not going to put up with. I know I'm not going down that road. And even though he told me I would never be anything, nobody would want me because I had two kids. Mm -hmm. All the things that play in your head, stupid. You're not even pretty enough. Oh, your, your dad didn't even want you. He didn't mm -hmm. want to adopt you. He didn't want to accept you. Who's going to accept you now? I've heard it all. Mm -hmm. And I just took it. It was like a body, weirdly enough, a body of armor to build my strength. Yes. To where now, pardon my friend, you can't tell me shit. Mm -hmm. Not nothing. And it also taught me that I couldn't, you can't put your trust in no man. Or woman, for that matter, because men experience it too. Like you have to put your trust in God. Mm -hmm. They send you the right person that knows your worth, that'll love you correctly, how you want to be loved. And it's still a healing process. We talked about this. I have triggers all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, you say something wrong. I hear something, and <laughs> what? I'm sorry. What? Right. I, I didn't, you know. <laughs> Be ready to fight. <laughs> right. You, you hear the, don't start, Nicole, but I'm here. And let's get ready to in my brain. <laughs> you, know you know, you just don't never, ever want to feel that amount of disrespect mm -hmm. ever again in life. So how hard was it for you to find love again? It's very hard. Okay. It was very hard. I mean, it was hard. I dated a couple that were, but they showed them signs, and I was like, no, mm -hmm. we, we, we can't do this. So about three years, four years later, I found it. Okay. It was funny because my husband was broken, too. Mm -hmm. He came from an abusive marriage. So two broken people healing and building each other up. And then that's why we now going on 17 years. Ah, God bless. That's amazing. Awesome. So it was just, he got, it had to be in the midst of it. You know what I'm saying? Because it was two people that this is what I'm not going to put up with. This is what you're not going to put up with. And you have children and I have children and Mine absolutely cannot see this. And I know that yours absolutely cannot see this. So we have to build a foundation. Mm -hmm. And not try to have not try to have any dysfunction amongst us. There will be dysfunction on the outside. Mm -hmm. Let that get in on this blended family that we're trying to do. Right. Now did you guys seek couples counseling together before? after during your your marriage at all we've done it during okay we've, we've, we've done it during and it was very interesting um because like i said new counselor versus me doing it on my own she kind of pointed out some of the same things with me like 
she challenged me. I had to write a letter. She challenged me to write a letter to my father. Mm. She was deceased. She challenged me to write a letter to my stepdad. But it was for that forgiveness for me, not for them. Mm -hmm. Even she had challenged me to write one to my ex-husband. But I had to explain to her that I couldn't do that. And she said, well, will you tell me why? I said, because it's no longer about me and him. It's about the children and the way he treated my children and the way you bailed on your children. It won't allow me to write that letter. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yes. I've forgiven you for what you've done to me, right. but I can't write a letter saying that I forgive you for what you put me and the kids through because you're still giving them that emotional pain of being absent. Mm -hmm. How was, how did your husband feel finding out all the things that you've been through? What was his, his stance on it? He was shocked. I think he was shocked because he was raised not to hit a woman. Mm-hmm. And so even though he went through that turmoil of that marriage, bad marriage, and he probably should have jumped on her plenty of times, but he didn't. I think he was blown away, blown away by some of the stories that I shared. Mm-hmm. And then when my daughter is, you know, getting to know him, they're building his, their relationship and she shares stuff, he's like, I don't understand how you could do that. And then I think for him seeing that you have these kids, as far as my ex-husband goes, you have an opportunity to be in their life and you choose not to. And he's seen it firsthand. It's like, wow. He just doesn't, how do you do that? Hmm. You know? Yeah. And then he said, my ex-husband telling him, you know, no, I never did that. And my husband's like, that's, she wasn't the one who told me. It was your daughter. I love not, that's a narcissist. Very, very narcissistic. Very, I remember him telling me, could you please stop telling him that I did that? That was a very dark time in my life. I don't remember that. You recall. Right. <laughs> Police reports say otherwise. So do you think that, um, how do I want to report this? Do you think that maybe the reason he was doing these things is he probably, when he was younger, experienced his mom getting abused? Or, because I often think that in order for somebody to just do some evil stuff, right? Right. Or is it really true that it's just some evil ass people in the world? You know what? I think it goes hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And, and, And let me tell you why. Because his background was Muslim. So his parents, his mother was taught to be submissive. I'm Christian. I'm young. I got a mouth. I'm not going to be quiet. Say people submissive. That's what they used it for. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like that, that's them. That's that's not us. 
Mm-hmm. Right, right. We know what the difference is. Yes. Whatever that is in regards um, to their, re- like, their religion was so heavy. Mm-hmm. Like, she couldn't go out after dark. And, you know, I remember going out to my mama's house and I'm coming back. And he's like, you weren't supposed to leave after the sun went down. I didn't convert. And I think that's what the problem was, too. Mm. I didn't convert, and I wasn't going to. So, now that you say that, remember we were talking at the meeting, and we said Mm -hmm. um, domestic violence um, abuse can be uh, physical, emotional. Financial, spiritual. Financial. Mm -hmm. So, your, what, we know the, background and the story of your domestic violence but what is the surface of your domestic violence that you want other people to know because remind you people think that domestic violence is only hidden Mm -mm. and you have just said it that it could be because of his religion for me what what's the what is your surface? We know your story, right? Surface of your story. My surface was spiritual, emotional, physical, mental, and financial. Yeah, it was all of them, and bullying because bullying too because I was codependent on him. I didn't right. know how to pay no bills. I didn't and know how to do none of that. People was and making their fault. Mm-hmm. Right. Use that as a leverage. Well, here's your little bit of money to do this. I'm the one paying all the bills. So I'm the one who can go and go and go. And you, you sit right here and raise these kids. Mm-mm. So you have to go out there and relearn how to be. Survive. To survive. How to acknowledge yourself as a woman, a mother, and establish all of that independently. And, re- and rebirth your self-worth. Mm-hmm. The, the, um, the love. For I have to love myself first. Yeah. I have to love myself first before allowing anybody else to love me. Yes. And that's what I was I going to. to say because... Um, you have to have a level of love for yourself before you can expect someone else to love you. So in three years, for you to get that, to invite someone else into your space, to join you in loving you, not to just love you, but to join you in loving you and help lift you is damn amazing. But it's a continuing process. No. It's a continuing process. No. Mm -mm. Wait a minute. It is amazing. Own it. Okay? It is a continuing process. It is a journey. But damn it, you did it. You are doing it. Okay? Thank you. You own it that shit thank you diana okay owning that shit yes it is a process keep and keep going with that process Mm -hmm. 
own it. It, you know, you made it. Mm -hmm. Like you're here and you're able to tell your story. And unfortunately, it's a lot of people that don't get to that don't get to to even sit here and say that. All right. So Um, this is what I want. because I know we're about to get off in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you are an amazing person. A person. Um, I honestly really do not know how we cross paths. <laughs> I don't either. I'm like, this is crazy. I was telling lip glasses. Cross paths, but I think that you are amazing. Let me I know when you. One second. Let me know when you make it and check in. Okay. I'm not playing with you. I want to hear from you tomorrow too. All right. I love you. Bye bye. Okay. Sorry. I just I just wanted you to know that you are amazing. You are amazing for speaking up. You are amazing for even knowing that it's a process. Mm-hmm. But you have the strength to keep going. It is. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that I, like I said, I don't know. We, we, it started on a lip gloss journey. It just started <laughs> on a lip gloss journey. And I have, I feel like 20 glam, glam gloss lip glosses <laughs> and continue to support. And I think you are amazing. I think Diana is amazing. I am excited to be a part of this platform and to get it out there because there are so many. What do you want women that is probably keeping silent? Because remember, people is watching our posts. People know that mm-hmm. what we and just because they don't comment, just because they don't say anything. What is it from your journey that you want a woman that might feel silent and scared to speak up? What would you tell them? I tell them, don't be afraid. Speak up. I don't care if you have to write it on a piece of paper and slide it across to a stranger. Or if you're in the workplace and that coworker or that manager, I just need to speak to you for five minutes. Speak up. Don't keep quiet about it. And And I just wish in the process of if it happens and you have to call the police Hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have did that back then. I wish I wouldn't have just got that moment of, okay, yay, and followed through with it. Like, made sure, like, uh-uh, you know, I don't want him coming back here, Your Honor. You know what I'm saying? Like, hold them accountable. Right. But speak up. Absolutely. So, I'm going to take you to a different place. Have you ever written your younger self a letter? No. I haven't. I only did the three letters. My father, my dad, and I wrote the letter um, to my, though, the letter to the ex about me forgiving him, but not what he did to my children. Nothing you have to do, right? Just a suggestion. Write a letter to yourself, forgiving yourself. 
right? Because even though we are on this journey and even though we are in a good place of healing and we're continuing to heal, we forgive all those other people. Don't forgive ourselves. We forget to forgive ourselves. We forget to forgive ourselves for allowing the hurt, allowing the pain, right? Uh Um, We don't forgive ourselves for... What? In my room. We don't forgive ourselves for putting our children in that space, right? Right. So, at some point... Uh, uh, I think we should do that. Yeah. I think that we should also make that a part of the platform because you're right. We don't. I haven't wrote a a letter. I've never wrote a letter to myself. We forget. And we think about other people. Other people, right? And we always put ourselves. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right. I did. Girl, I'm going to do that. Yep. So I agree. I definitely agree. Um, that is a good idea, and I'm gonna do that. I, I've never done that. Yep. Um, it's um, it's one of those things where um, you do both. You write a letter to forgive yourself, one, and then you write a letter to your younger self, something you wish you would have known, you wish someone would have told you, something that you feel you you wanted to hear from someone else before entering that relationship. I like that. I like that. I even think, I think even writing a letter to your now husband. Mm Mm-hmm is um something that we can do because you know this a thousand times too i think it's very important when you get into a relationship when you get into another marriage that you are very open mm-hmm. to what you've been through because if you don't what did we say it will not last it won't I last it won't last because those triggers that we don't have to it occur they're real. They right. are. They're real. And if you don't, hey, this is what you're dealing with up front, to give them that choice, if they're going to ride and rock with you, mm-hmm. and not mandate it, and then surprise, no. You right. have to tell it up front. Yep. yep. Tell it up front. But, yeah. They probably don't want to deal with that. Right. right. They've never even experienced it. Mm-hmm. There's some there's some couples that one person has been so sheltered all their life. And you know what I'm saying? You've been through it. Mm-hmm. If you don't get it up front, that's just destined yes. for failure. Because they're they're not able to understand that they're looking like, okay, what I got myself into? She, she crazy or he crazy, like dang. Mm-hmm. Like she it's like <laughs> she she's she, you got a whole other person living inside of her. We're going to have to live together. They're going to take me crazy. <laughs> right. We're like, sometimes she be in the kitchen talking to herself. <laughs> What's going on? 
it, it's got to be. It, I mean, you have to, you have to stand in your truth. You have to share your truth. Mm-hmm. And it begins with yourself. And it begins with yourself. Yes, ma'am. I like that letter thing. Right. I'm going to do that tonight. So, I mean. You know what? Um, the other thing before I forget is I think I'm going to have us all do that. And as we close out, we're going we're gonna to read our letters to ourselves. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. We're going to read them. That's a good idea. Also, right. with the letters, you should also bring them to the documentary. And you should read your letter to yourself on live camera. If I you, think that's good. Yeah. want to be people that's going to see it. And I think that the people that is silent, the women that is silent and might possibly still be going through domestic violence, they need to hear that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's an awesome idea. That can be the beginning of something that may break their silence if they write a letter to themselves. Right. Exactly. Oh, goodbye, and I like that <laughs> You didn't know I was a therapist, too? Girl. Oh, yeah, well. you are. All right, my bad. You are. You are, and I think that I just, yeah. I got fuzzy feelings. And <laughs> oh, I this love you. This is good. This is good. This is amazing. And um, I feel like there's going to be amazing outcomes from this. We just have to be diligent and resilient through the process. Yes. Because we are, there are naysayers out there that think this is okay. And they're going to be ready to go to battle. And as survivors and warriors that we are, we are ready armored down. We can do it. I agree. So. I agree. We got this. All right. So. Plans. There anything to love y'all. <laughs> <laughs> this is such an amazing blessing. And again, Ona, I just, girl, I thank you. You you are something, honey. You are a force to be reckoned with. Thank you. I just, on that note, I just want, like I said, my lip brand is not just a lip brand. No. Mm-mm. It's not. And I didn't have, I had my mom and I had my dad, but. I didn't have anybody. I was alone. I was here alone. I didn't have nobody. If it wasn't for my mama and y'all, I don't even think I would be here today. You know what? Not just for me, but if I felt that when I was going through my situation, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people. So this is why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because it's my passion, and I don't want to hear none of my friends can die from domestic violence. I already been through that last year. I don't want to deal with that again. So we have to do something. Yeah, and I'm... Let's get it going. And I'm very blessed and honored to be a part of that. Um, 
I've been silent a very long time. So this is a blessing, right? To get it out there, to say it, to do it. And not only from a victim's perspective, a survivor's perspective, but also as a healer. I feel like this is, this is what I was meant to do. I did not know what I was going to do with any of thing that I'm doing, my podcast, anything. This is what it was meant for, to give a voice, to give healing where it's needed. So with that, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I am blessed and honored to be in all of your presence, honestly. Me too. Right. Me too. I'm thankful for you. Thank you. I, I, this my, is my tribe. My mom said, keep finding your tribe. You find the correct tribe. Right. It's, yes. Right. So, it's so true. Right. So true. One of the things I say all the time, your vibe attracts your tribe. Hmm. <laughs> ooh, ooh, we need a shirt that say that. Yes. Your vibe attracts your, your tribe. Your yeah. vibe attracts your tribe. Okay. And we need another shirt that says protect your energy at all costs. At all costs. At all your, costs. And your peace. Your energy and your peace. Exactly. So, yes. Yeah. So, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was an amazing journey that I went on. And I'm so blessed to be a part of that journey. So, again, thank you, Nicole for sharing your story. Thank you, Ona, for being a part of the podcast. Thank you for elevating domestic violence to that um, next level or starting to elevate it to that next level to keep the conversation going. So again, I am blessed and grateful to be a part of this journey with both of you ladies and um I wanted to share that every state, every city has a shelter that is made for women and men who are victims of domestic violence. So just know you are not alone and there is someone who can help out there. And I want um, to also share that you cannot do this alone. So if you can't, you don't have anyone within your circle Sometimes you have to reach outside your circle for that helping hand. So if this resonates with anyone, if this provides any healing and you want to share, please, please, please share it. Um, And also, if you have any suggestions for those who are survivors and those who are trying to get out, those who are still continuing on their journey, please um, share uh, we, I love having conversations. I love the feedback from those who are listening. So please send me an email. Uh, you can email me dc at thesoulfuleclectic.com. You can also find me on my website, dc, um, excuse me, thesoulfuleclectic.com. And also you can find me on Facebook, Soulful Eclectic with DC and also on Instagram. So if you haven't already, subscribe, rate my show. I greatly appreciate you and your support. 
and uh, share. I'm on Spotify, iHeart, and also Apple Podcasts. So with that, I will say God bless, take care, namaste, and I wish you all peace in your not only your physical health, but also your mental health. Namaste.